What brings us together as humans? It's feelings, isn't it? We all feel, respond and react emotionally to life's ups and downs. We deal with relationships and events all the time. Some we can cope with, some we can comprehend and find reasons for, and others can be really confusing and disturbing. These are some of the queries that challenge people in their everyday lives. In this series, I have attempted to address a few common issues that you may be dealing with or you may know someone else who needs help with these questions. I'd like to remind you that there are no good or bad questions and no stupid people for asking them. There is no stigma attached to anyone who may be troubled because of these issues. This series is to help you or someone you know to get an inspiration and an alternate view of some of the topics we are going to be talking about. These common issues, you may find that you relate to them too. So listen on. Join spiritual psychologist and India's number one biofeedback practitioner, Ritu Malhotra, as she guides you through the paths of self-discovery and personal transformation so that you can live in alignment with your values and purpose. You are listening to the Cellular Alchemist podcast and here's your host, Ritu Malhotra. How to deal with someone addicted to control or as we often hear, to deal with a control freak. Have you heard someone say, why would you go that way? My way is better. No, no, I know this restaurant is the best. Listen to me, I've told you before, you have to ask me before you change this. You didn't tell me you were out with your friends this weekend. You should have informed me. These statements sound normal in every relationship, don't they? But when they come too often, it seems like the person is always checking up on you. Most of us have known someone who has to have everything under control. The one that immediately comes to my mind is my grandmom. I want to talk about her today because she's the best example I have. I was very young and we were at grandma's house. It was our annual family get-together. And I can just see her sitting on the sofa, looking quite relaxed, but she's looking at the cushions that are out of place. She starts uh, shifting things around, uh, setting everything the way it should be or how it would look the best to her. Then she runs around checking on the deliveries that haven't come yet. She's already made many calls to check on the cousins that are late, even though she told them a hundred times to be on time. Then she suddenly remembers the pudding that's in the oven and runs to rescue it since no one else can smell the fumes. And here it comes. 
Good God, are you all asleep? She screams until my mother holds her by the shoulders, looks deep into her and says, Mum, this is the time to chill. We are here to enjoy and laze and relax. This isn't a military boot camp, is it? And so what if everything isn't perfect? Of course, she gets defensive and says, If I don't, who's going to do it? Yes, that's my grandma. Now she can be accused of being highly critical, even blaming others for being negligent, sometimes stingy with compliments. And people say she's an impossible to please person and doesn't really respect the opinion of others. Now, as I watch this scenario play out that day on our family get-together, I waited to get Grandma alone in her room and intuitively knew what she might want to hear. I knew she must feel excessively criticized and unappreciated by her whole family who she works so hard for. She works so hard to please everybody. So I said, Nani, I want to learn from you. You are so organized. You are my go-to person. If I ever need anything, you're probably the most reliable person I know. I've seen you never leave anything halfway. How do you do all this? She smiled a bit, rather reluctantly, and said, but everyone doesn't think so. They feel that I can't handle this by myself anymore. I don't know what to do. You know, complex situations frighten me. And many things are changing. They're new. And I can't handle it. The only way I know to take care of whatever I've known all along is to get everyone to conform. Then she lowered her voice and said, if everyone does their own thing, they'll be too independent. And I won't be necessary anymore. They won't need me. If I let them be themselves, then I'll get left behind. I will be a nobody. With moist eyes, I hugged my grandma. That was so heartful, wasn't it? The feeling is that no matter how perfect we make our lives, we still wish that if only we could control something, our kids, our thoughts, our feelings, our relationships, our diet, climate change, or politics, then our life would be easier. The truth is that in essence, we are powerless with things outside of us. The acceptance of that is the healthy balance and the empowering we all really want. So let go of the illusion of control. Just breathe. I think no matter who we are, how smart, how strong, how talented we are, at whatever age, we need to understand that control is destructive behavior. And it erodes our overall well-being. 
But many times we are all faced with people who could be termed as control freaks. So how would we deal with them? First, I feel that using the right words is important. Hurling an insult or using sarcasm as a return or telling someone they're behaving like an idiot isn't going to help. So without being the sacrificial lamb and always having to lump it, don't let it fester. Say calmly how it makes you feel like you're telling me what to do without even asking me. That makes me feel like you don't trust that I can do the right thing. That way you're not starting an argument. Another important thing is that to be careful of not saying the word no. It sounds very aggressive for a controlling person. Instead, you could say, there is another way of doing the same thing. Or, yes, I hear you, though what I'm going to do is this. And don't sweat the small stuff. When it comes to minor tasks, don't argue. I mean, if it doesn't really matter where you eat lunch or dinner, let them decide. But in high-level decisions, give only enough information where they don't have a chance to critique your decisions. See, the thing is that controlling people don't see themselves as controlling. They think they're just being helpful or planning ahead or ultra-responsible. But the truth also is that they are super critical. The criticism they hurl at others is what they do to themselves too. You must realize that their control is about anxiety and is based on fear. Talk about their anxiety. Help them deal with it, not accuse them of it. Don't debate. It won't get you anywhere. Such people don't like quick changes. So inform them ahead about something that's coming up or something that you've planned. And most, most important of all, decide on your own limits. In dealing comfortably with controlling people, you don't have to play victim. Ask yourself, how much am I willing to do to buy peace? Stating your limits calmly and clearly is to honour yourself and honour the relationship too. Avoid the drama but stand up for your comfort so you don't have resentment later on and that you don't deal with suppressed anger in yourself too. So people addicted to control aren't all bad. They are just a defensive mechanism they use because they don't know any other way. So it is possible to maintain balance and friendship with those that we label as control freaks. And that's a worthy goal, of course, isn't it? These are the ways it's possible to reduce stress and allow learning and change to happen. And isn't that 
what we are all aiming for. And as I've always said, we all need to remember that awareness is the name of this game of life. Self-awareness is what we owe ourselves. And we can all have it. It's free. So be kind to yourself. It's worth it. That was this week's episode for the Cellular Alchemist podcast with spiritual psychologist Ritu Malhotra. Don't forget to follow the podcast on your listening app so that when the new episode drops, you do not miss out on the chance to change your life by changing your beliefs.